Hi, Tribe. I'm Evelyn. And I'm Versavia. And you're listening to Objectively Typed, a podcast where we explore the objective personality system. Uh, I was going to start this with field notes, <laughs> but I actually forgot. Because uh, today we'll be discussing Ahmed Best, who is best known for, or if you know him at all, uh, he played Jar Jar Binks in um, Star Wars, in the prequels. Um, primarily in episode one, The Phantom Menace, and then after that movie came out, there was a ton of backlash against that character. Um, and so in the subsequent uh, prequel movies, Jar Jar has less and less and less of a role until I think in the third movie, I don't even think he speaks. I think it's just a walking around role. I haven't seen it in a long time, but um, I believe I believe that's what ended up happening. Um, and then when episode seven came out, it was like, this new theory surfaced that Jar Jar Binks is Snokes. And it's kind of yes. like, and, and there's like this revitalized love for Jar Jar Binks. And it's yeah. a really interesting journey that he's been on in that regard. Yes. Yeah. So I stumbled upon him just recently because um, he did this. Um, so they, it was a, uh, it's the one where it's called the moment I opened up about suicide. Um, oh, yes. For some reason that came across my feed soul pancake <laughs> soul pancake okay yeah that um, was a really interesting yeah so i saw this i saw this come through and i thought wow i never knew who was behind jar jar binks like i never i knew i knew that it was like one of the earliest earliest versions of mocap like i'm a big star wars fan i think it was in the you know making of or whatever so Mm -hmm. i knew that it was motion capture i knew that there was an actor who embodied that role but i never really knew much about the person was who the person was and so i was immediately struck by him like i was just like wow he's really interesting i'd like to type him so that's why i said you know let's let's do an episode on ahmed best and so got to know him and here we are today yeah and um it was it's also really great because um like you said field notes so he started his (laughs) own channel Maybe I think about a year ago and um, once a month he publishes field notes, which is essentially like, I would argue, just like him sleeping out loud. Yes. Um, yes. So it made him easier to type in that regard because there's some really right. good stream of consciousness um, content coming out um, yeah. to allow. And he's also very open and honest, like the kind of courage it takes to come out about a suicide attempt. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that drove him to the suicide attempt, it wasn't planned or anything. It was just like. He was crossing the bridge and he thought about it in that moment and almost did it. Almost uh, but did it, w- it. it was in large part dealing with the backlash of I'll the do, character, yeah. to, uh, the Jar Jar Binks reactions. Right, right. For people who might not know Star Wars or the, the like the context around Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, well, let me one more thing okay. on field notes before we do that. Uh, so the field notes also are him. Like the original reason he started it mm-hmm. is because he's doing a one man show. He's oh, putting together right. a one man yeah. show. And I guess like someone, some colleague of his said, you should post these vlogs as you work through the one man show. So there's kind of a through sort of a through, through line, line of him sort of like, yeah. you know, today I wrote about this and so forth. So yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah. So yeah, Jar Jar Binks. Um, and I, like I said, I haven't actually seen The Phantom Menace in some time, but he was, there was a planet on, in that movie, in Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, which is episode one. So, you know, there was the original three movies, which were episode which came four, out five, in the and 70s six, and 80s. came out in the 70s and 80s. And then in the late 90s, and they came out, yeah. yeah, they came out with the prequels. Um, and right and now it, we're I, getting the sequels. Uh, the so sequels. two of the sequels have come out, and the next one's coming out, I think, Christmas. The last yeah, one. Yeah, this, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
And so Jar Jar was this sort of sidekick character in episode one, The Phantom Menace. He he was from this uh, same planet as Princess Amidala, but it was this different society that lived underwater, the Gungans and stuff. And like, to watch it, it it did feel like a Jamaican um, parody or a caricature kind of character. Like he was very much like, I'm, you know, we said Jar Jar Binks. You know, he had this like pigeon way of talking. And I think like that did contribute to a lot of the backlash. He was slapstick comedy too, like the character was. Um, George Lucas kind of put it in there as something for the kids sort of thing, like much more aimed towards children than adults, um, which we'll probably get into that a little bit, because I think that kind of contributed to some of the backlash is that a lot of the fans who came to the prequels had grown up with the older movies. So they had been kids when those movies came out. So now they're adults. And then there's this character in the middle of the movie that's really for kids. And I think people were like, whoa, what is what's going on? And the interesting thing is that like, so I watched, um, it, I think this dropped like a week ago at Star Wars yeah. Comic Con. Yes. Um, there was an interview where he was getting interviewed. And one point that the hosts made is that like the fans of Ahmed Best and the fans of Jar Jar Binks are the ones who were kids when that uh, a prequel exactly. dropped exactly. and who grew up with him and love him. And like I was probably elementary school, middle school around that time. And I definitely didn't find like, I thought I didn't love Jar Jar Binks, but I wasn't in any way offended or somehow lacking in his character. I was going to ask about that because you and I are like probably right Right on the edge of the, yeah, we're we're on two sides of that fence. And I kind of consider myself more in that older generation, partially because I had brothers who are much older older than me who were Star Wars fans. So like Star Wars was a movie that like I remember from, it was like probably one of the first movies I ever saw. So I actually kind of was one of those older people. And, you know, being African-American, we did think it was a stereotype. Like a lot of the stuff that I heard him saying in the field notes, I was like, oh my God, like that was us. Like we were calling this character racist. We thought it was a, bad stereotype like we had a lot of problems with it i didn't know that a black guy from the bronx or brooklyn or wherever you know from new york was behind it i didn't know a lot of the context and seeing it now like a little part of me was like sorry ahmed like (laughs) like if i could ever meet him i would be like look i'm like i didn't know you know, I did not know. Uh, and and that's where this. he lays a lot of the blame, which is interesting in terms of when we get to the typing. Yes. He lays a lot of the blame. So um, episode one came out, I think, in 99. And then yep. right around the same time, maybe 2001, is when um, uh, Lord of the Rings started coming out. And yes. I forgot his name, the actor who plays Andy Gollum. Andy Serkis. Thank you. Andy Serkis, yeah. Um, he got has, is, is the actor who's known for a lot of the credit for um, motion capture. Uh, whereas technically Ahmed did it first and Ahmed puts a lot of the blame for people not knowing that there was a person behind Jar Jar Banks, that it wasn't just animation, um, at, uh, George Lucas's feet, mm-hmm. even though Absolutely. he has a lot of respect for him, but at the yes. same time, he yes. points it yes. out quite a lot yeah. that it was his yeah. fault yeah. or not yeah. his he fault, can... but he could have done better. He could have done better. He compares him a lot to Peter Jackson. Yes. Yes. So let's let's jump into it. Let's yes. Jump into let's it. do it. Um, yeah. So I'd like to know where you. I, I want to hear yours first. I always feel like the host should go second. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'll preface this with one thing. Um, so in terms of like you know we 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 agreed that like uh, we'd acknowledge our biases, yes. and um, as I was typing him, and especially with the field notes episodes, I felt really uncomfortable. 
Yeah. <laughs> and as I was going through it, I think the reason I felt really uncomfortable was because what he was putting out there is how my brain works internally. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So okay. Interesting. Interesting. I, I got him as my type twin. Really? That's like, I have the different tiers of commitment, but okay. um, that's what I got. And like, as I was going through it, um, I was seeing like an eye, but I was also seeing fear of being controlled by an eye. R- remind the audience of your type. So your oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm a double masculine, uh-huh. S-E-F-I, consume sleep, blast, play. Okay. And okay. I initially had him as blast last, but I ended up on blast play because there were a couple episodes when I did see him blasting. Um, and and he he has a very anti-blast. Yes. Um, very anti-blast, yes. but his F-I is just, well... Yeah, so yeah. in terms of, like, tiers of commitment, I will absolutely yeah. commit to, I will fight you on that kind of commitment, 100% commitment on Double Decider, save your, FI, uh, save your DI, uh, save your sleep, save your feeling. Everything else, I'll, I'll do that second tier of commitment, and I don't have anything that's third tier of commitment. Maybe the modalities are third tier of commitment. Um, I'm not, like, 100% committed on them, but... Um, okay. Yeah. What did you get? I just so I just wrote down what I had last night because I told you that I did a big flip. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> and now I'm I'm rethinking my flip. <laughs> okay. So okay, here's what I I'm gonna tell you what I had last night. Okay. I so I joked in our little doc that I had crossed the AOC point with yes. uh, with Ahmed because and it was I remember it was Field Notes 15 and 16. I don't know if you saw Field Notes 15 and 16. Yeah, I, I skipped the middle are ones. So good they are. Um. To the point where I th- I'm thinking about sharing one or both of them on the demon support group because I think it was I think it was either I can't remember one which one but they're so good because they're about failing up they're about you have to write the bad first draft you know yes, and it's yes. just like I was like I love you Ahmed <laughs> <laughs> so I had like crossed into this like oh no uh, which, so I, by the way. Yeah. Um, For people who don't know what we're now calling the AOC point is when we typed Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, which I think is the last person that we typed. um, I had consumed way too much content on her and I had totally confused myself about the type. So now we're calling that like (laughs) overconsumption, overthinking it, the AOC point. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you what I had last night because actually we are not that far off. And I considered uh, I considered that type. Okay, Uh, but what I got him as is audio. But I will say. Well, we'll get into the tears. Yeah. Um, audio was more of a feeling. Okay. To me. Yeah. Um, F-I-S-E. I actually got that too. Yeah. But yeah. F-I-S-E, consume, play, blast, sleep. So where we're different is on the, the play and the sleep, consume, especially. Play, and also blast, can sleep, blast. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that was last why. night. Okay. That was last night. And then today I was flipping him, um, thinking maybe he was save your tribe, but uh, which maybe, you know, maybe to your point, maybe he is a double decider. And that's why I was unclear there. Mm. Because I really thought he was a decider. I really saw a lot of where he would get stuck and where yes. he would struggle was on the decider issue. So I actually had decider in my top tier three star. And okay. like even the Star Wars celebration, um, when he when he talks about working with Frank Oz Watch his demeanor when he name drops Frank Oz. Like, it is, they actually even notice it. Frank, I know you're kidding me right now. No. Oh, no. Everybody, podcast canceled. (laughs) This is the last episode of Objectively Typed. Frank Oz is a legend. Okay. Okay, number one, he's Yoda. Okay. Oh, okay. 
Number two, he's Miss Piggy. And well, Kermit, I don't. I think. I, no, well, so, Kermit is. Uh, sorry, Kermit was. What's his name? Oh, but. right. I remember when he name dropped that guy. Um, when I moved to America and I first saw the Muppets, I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you guys? You think this is entertaining?" I still think to this day that Muppets are really weird and freaky. Um, wow. So well, I don't know. Who I mean, I love Yoda, but like the Muppets, Kermit, Miss so, Piggy, all that. Mm. Yeah. So Frank Oz is a legend. Okay, that's um, who. Okay, I, I know who you're talking he, about now. Yeah. But but why? Even if you don't know Frank Oz, right? Um, which I don't know how you didn't, but apparently, <laughs> but whatever. Um, if you watch that Star Wars celebration and you watch the way that he says Frank Oz, he, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this one man show with Frank Oz. It's this very decider like that's where he's a little bit. There's some energy yes. there, right? Yes, there. It has that pole energy thing. Um, and there's a lot of that, so we can talk about that more. Uh, I also would three star commit to the TEFI axis, which it sounds like we agreed on mm-hmm. that. Um, I was pretty sure a feminine TE masculine FI because he seemed very clear on his FI. But it again, um, I was I was I was shakier on on, on the modalities yeah. as well. Um, you know, reason- I, I had it, I had that as a top thing, but it was more just a clarity of FI. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Yes. Um, gather over organize. Absolutely. And blast in the top three. The first thing that struck me with him is has blast. That was the very first note. Oh, really? I wrote. Okay. Oh, yeah. my, my the, very first note is not sleep blast. That's funny. I actually think he is. But I think that the field notes fool you a little bit. Um, and then on my second tier. So this is where I did have play above sleep as a second tier thing. Mm-hmm. So I could see him having sleep a little bit higher. Um, I had audio kinesthetic as a second tier. Cause like I said, it just more like audio was just kind of what I got from him. Like mm-hmm. he just felt like an audio. Um, it's interesting. I have this cause actually I probably should put this at the top is demon and I, if I sleep, uh, demon and I is a second tier thing. Like he showed demon and I to oh, me a yes. lot. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, I think especially, uh, after we talked about what demon and I looks like. Yeah. He has, he has it in. Yes. Yeah, actually, you, yeah, talking to you was a big reason why I was like, oh, this is Demon and I, okay. Um, and then, like, I, like I've been saying throughout, like, he could be double masculine, so I did have that as a note. It's like, I could see double Maybe, masculine, yeah. too. I could see audio as well. Yeah. And then, even, even for me, initially, I, I actually might put this higher, because I had this low as S-E-N-I axis, but, like, the more I watched him, the more I was seeing Dem- Demon and I, mm. particularly. Yeah, I didn't... I saw allusions to Savior SE, but I saw a lot of Demon and I. Yes. Yeah. And I guess like that's why I had him as a double observer is even the SE to me was not that clear. Like I didn't, he didn't, he seemed to be very comfortable. And I know, I know it's not, it's not about what, you know, everybody can do everything and everything like that. But, um, you know, lately I've been going back to some of the older classes and like just recently I was watching the class on Chris Evans and they talked about how sometimes you have to find the person's baseline, like what they're not freaking out about. Yep. And it felt like he was not freaking out about the information. Like he could control, he was okay with gather. He was okay with information. He definitely had demon and I. Yeah. Definitely. But it was like the real problems. Wait, guys, the real problem is self and tribe. (laughs) You know, that's how it felt. So anyway, let's yeah. go down the... Do you have okay. a checklist? Yeah, 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 I do. Um, okay. So first one is uh, Observer versus Decider, which is, I think okay, is a great so, one to jump yeah, into. Perfect. Yeah, I was back go and ahead. forth on this one. Um, I saw him double deciding a lot, a lot, a lot. Every time that he was 
um, taking somebody down, he brought them up. Every time he was bringing somebody uh, up, he would take them down a little bit. He was doing that really, really well, which is why I landed on Double Decider. But also, if he's my type twin, he has double activated NI. And in the scope of my life, my idiot dashboard light is on my TE because it's single activated. And um, that is where, so there's a lot of like, fear of pain and a lot of he has absolutely huge ip problems that's i i had that as as one of my like allegedly ip um he absolutely has that um but i i saw a lot of feeling comfortable taking himself down bringing himself up taking the tribe down bringing himself up and i think that might be because of that single activated te um so that's kind of why I landed on Double Decider rather than Double Observer. But I wasn't um, 100% sold on it. But yeah. I, that is what I see. You know, it's it's interesting because even though that's like the top of the checklist and, sh- you know, really should be the biggest thing, sometimes with some it's people really it, it isn't. Yeah. Yes, and it's hard to spot because the so the reason I landed with Decider is, you know, I kept what kept coming in my mind uh, was a thing that I think Shannon said in the... Um, I think it was in the Dr. Phil class where she was talking about trying to type him. And she said, well, wait a minute, what is this guy's whole life about? Right. And that's where I kept coming back of like, he really, if his, his whole life is a decider struggle. Now, granted the situation that he went through, like that's going to be decider problem (laughs) kind of, Uh, you know, it's like you have the tribe literally attacking sort of him, but it, it, it did feel like, and this is what you alluded to is he kept making it personal. He kept making it George versus what Peter Jackson did. And he would, the other sort of, and this might be an anecdote, but like he name drops so much, like you're, it's not an unsure thing. It's like Andy circus, Andy circus. Like there was one field notes that was like all about how he, yeah it feels like he got slighted versus Andy Serkis. It's like, it's very much a me and you, you. That came up over and over and over again throughout his things. Like throughout all of his uh, his, uh, field notes are two things that came up a lot. One is that demon and I feeling of, feeling controlled by the stereotypes of being a black man. Yes. Um, And how he grew up and also how that's impacted his career and Jar Jar Binks and all of that. So that demon and I, and then the other thing that kept coming, coming up over and over and over again is that demon te in terms of like um blaming the tribe for his identity getting wiped out yes and yes. that that's very much like this happened like at this point i was like okay i'm done typing when i realized that um because one of the things that came up in my typing video that david sharon sent me is that i talked to them about um how 2014 was this big really big difficult time and um one thing that dave said was you know, for savior DIs, when that identity does get wiped out, it is this big catastrophic event. And right. 20 years later, he is still recovering from his identity getting wiped out with Jar Jar Binks. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And he blames the tribe on it so much. He blames so that's the like tribe Demon on to it. E and Demon NI for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we agree on that. Yeah. It's just a matter of did I did we see more? And so for me, it, it came down to more. the relative balance of the control chaos and the te- and also like when he would talk about like the new technology and and that aspect, like when it was more of the thing part of it, he was pretty chill with that. And and by the way, so he he started a podcast called the Afrofuturist, and I did listen to a couple episodes. Or okay. <clears throat> I think I. The one I put in the typing data set was the one I actually listened through 
the whole thing, but there were a couple where I just listened to like snippets. Mm-hmm. And like, so that also kind of felt double observer e to me okay. <laughs> because he felt comfortable talking about possibilities and end talk. But it's yeah. interesting if you do listen to that, he brings it back to the sensory. So I did lean to number one, I was seeing demon and I, like you said, yeah. Um, but then number two, he actually speaks with a lot of sensory clarity. He um, does. Yeah. It's very easy to understand. And so for a little bit, I had SI because I thought is his blast s-i-c-e blast you know because i was like his sensory is so clear but i was like no it's that's n-i-t blast yeah. like but as yeah. a demon so he as the fis consumes first yeah 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 i agree with you there and one area where i did see that se was um well he talks about how oh man i, I had a quote somewhere um he he just uh he was talking about how oh um I think this is when he was talking about following around George Lucas. So when they were shooting episode one, um, how he did uh, follow around George Lucas. And he talks about it in the sense that like, well, yeah, how you learn is by observing people. Like, Mm -hmm, and and mm -hmm. it was just like, that's exactly how I learn. I I go and observe it. I go S-E, gather what is going on. And then from that, I can, the N-I pops out. Right. But I need to go and gather enough. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I started seeing more and more is that he put a priority on actual lived experience and, and yes, wanting. Very and much. also, I think there was one of the field notes where he talked about like, he wants his lived experience to be an example for the next person that kind yes. of kind of the similar stuff that I think we talked about with like LeBron and other, you know, SE. Yes. Yeah. And um, he, he mentioned yeah. uh, also one of the field notes was um, how, uh, yeah, you can understand a concept. But like you said, the lived experience. But then when you experience it, you have a completely deeper, newer understanding of it. I'm like, that's S-E. Yeah. Yeah. So we've sort of skipped down to uh, gather and organize a little bit. (laughs) So we might as well well talk, keep talking that one. Um, I definitely saw Savior Gather pretty early on, you know. Um, I had. I was thought... going back and forth about those, so I can see the case for double observing, but yeah. with like the double activated and I, um, I, I think that's in more balance. The going back mm-hmm. between observing and and uh, sorry, gathering and organizing. Yeah, yeah. For for me, early on, I had started to think he was any because it felt like he was gathering the ideas and controlling the sensory. Because he mm-hmm. would talk about how like he needed a very he needs like very clear schedules and like time. He would talk about yeah. that. Um, but the more and more I listened, the more I could hear that demon and I coming up again. This one big concept, and then there was one. Um, this and this actually could be a little bit of a um, sorry a case for single observer because he went a little illuminati (laughs) um there was one of the the field notes where he i mean he's doing this incredible articulation of um the different sort of generations it's even i mean he's literally talking about the tribe he was Mm -hmm. talking about star wars fans as three distinct tribes okay. and he was saying there's sort of the original trilogy tribe and those people who came up with those movies and then there's the night and then those people were kind of young adults when the prequels hit and so you've got the 1999 prequel tribe if you will mm-hmm. who was in direct opposition in his mind direct opposition to that older school because all oh, there's this new thing and there's this new character that i'm not totally okay with right and so he blamed some of the backlash 
on on that the fact that there was this new thing and then now this current tribe right of like these current movies are the dj yeah, abram yeah, yeah, the yeah. disney he called them the the disney once yeah um which is a good he it was had like some really interesting opinions on that yes. and like you said very like for nt blast it was very clear opinions. very clear and i was like wow that's such a great construction but then it goes a little bit illuminati because he goes and jar jar binks was a lightning rod and i'm like wait <laughs> <laughs> this was not about Jar Jar. Like, that's where he went just, like, a little too far on his observation. So I I could definitely see a case for a uh, single observer. Because that was one point where it didn't feel like his ob- observations were in great balance. It was like he had this great NI, like, theory that he had put together. But damn it, it was Jar Jar. <laughs> it's, it's like, what? Like... What? Like, literally no one but you is going to blame this on Jar Jar Binks. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, he just happens to be in the middle of Jar Jar. So he, like, thinks everything is that's About problem. it, yep. Because that's the yeah. core source of all of his pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, that that was when I wrote down Demon and I, like, for sure. <laughs> um yeah, I had I had I had spotted him a savior sensory. That was one of the first things that popped out to me. Um because he gives you all of the sensory. It's it's I guess it's it's the same way of communicating that I do where like if I give you the sensory then you can understand the into the the NI conclusion that I've come to. But if I don't give you the sensory then how can I expect you to understand the NI conclusion I came to? Yeah. And he you, speaks that way. Do do you think because part of part of the reason I leaned towards Decider was the name dropping. But do you think the name dropping is actually him being clear on the sensory? Um, it's possible. I I think there's like I guess in terms of how I operate and oh my god. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> just how uncomfortable he made me because it's so similar to how my brain works. Um, <laughs> I think part of it is masculine sensory in terms of like for me. When I name drop, it's offering credibility to whatever it is that I'm talking about. Mm, that if okay. there, there's there's a more credible source that I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. It's that yeah. obligation to the sensory, like you just yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I mean, there is, like, I do get stuck with the tribe and self, even though it's, I, I'm a double decider. Like, uh, that is, there, there is, like anyone, there's pain there, you know? And, yeah, and yeah. it's really easy to get into an IP swing of like, well, fuck the world kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, do you want to talk about, speaking of IP swings, um, identity versus tribe. So we agreed there. We agreed uh, that he was identity yeah. above tribe. Yeah. 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 This is where I started to flop myself today because I was like, is this savior tribe? Is this actually an EJ? Mm-hmm. Um, but it does feel like he tends to filter everything through his introverted decider, which is what I've been really starting to look for when I'm trying to find if a person is... Um, you know, DI versus DE. It's like, who's the authority? Yeah. That's the part that made me feel the most uncomfortable is how much he was filtering everything through his FI. And I was just like, as I was watching that, I'm like, like with when we, so Lauren is also, Lauren Hill is in this vicinity. Yes. Right. Um, She's somewhere in this, in this neck of the woods. And Mm -hmm. for a while I had him the same as I typed Lauren for a little while. I I was, was I was debating whether or not he's sleep consumed. Like, if he was not an IFI sleep mm-hmm. lead. Um, yeah, let's, but, yeah, when we get down to the animals, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, so I had him, like, you know, he's he's in the same realm as Lauren, but, like, Lauren didn't feel, um, Lauren didn't make me feel uncomfortable the way that Ahmed did. 
Um, and e- even though they're both Savior Fi, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lauren, it, like I could see Lauren's crazy. Yeah, Ahmed's yeah. crazy felt real. Yes, to me it felt like like, but yeah. that's the way that yes, 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 and it was so uncomfortable. You like preach? It, like, yeah. It, it 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 was it was like somebody was taking my thoughts out of my head, and that's what was making me so uncomfortable about that. And I, that's one of the reasons that I landed on. And maybe I'm giving that too much weight and too much credit, mm-hmm. but like in terms of, because the only other type twin that I have is um, Chloe Kardashian. Right, and right. there's lots of content out on her, but I've never watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians, so I've only watched a couple interviews here and there. And mm-hmm. her interviews are all in NT blast mode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very little enough sleep that I've seen from her, mm-hmm. but seeing it from him, like in terms of what Dave talks about when they were typing and Andrew Garfield, and when he was so uncomfortable watching somebody who's his type, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, oh, now yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. Like, I look I mean, forward to that experience. I don't know. Yeah, eventually they'll find someone who's your type. Somebody, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they'll do a class on that person. Um, <clears throat> so I kind of like to skip down to the animals. Yeah, because let's I do feel it. like that's. that's I think that's where be the we disagreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think there could be cases made. So we're actually pretty. We're not that far different. Like in terms of the saviors, we came with the same saviors. I just kind of saw more of a decider thing, but you know, based on yeah. what you're saying, you know, uh, I could. I could totally see a case for it, for flipping it. But, okay, so. Play versus sleep. Yes. So the reason yes. why I went with sleep last is I felt like, and this is where I was really resonating with him. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, my God, this is me. Is And I'm sleep last, you know. And the the thing is the, the field notes happen to be where he's doing his sleep processing. Yes. And I feel like in a way – they they spot they put a spotlight on his sleep processing, but what they show me is that he has not been doing this naturally for twenty years, <laughs> because in these videos he'll say like, "Man, I was you know." There was one where he literally said like, "Today I realized this thing from twenty years before," yes. like because he's like, "Yeah, I'm writing this one man show and I wrote this one part and I realized today for the first time twenty years some key component of this situation," <laughs> and I'm like. You've had 20 years and you're just now getting to that. Like that is a sleep. And the other thing with those of us with sleep last is we are very good at sleep. Like when we do it, but sometimes it takes a camera or a microphone or something to get us out. And that's where I saw play above sleep is I was like, he's willing. And and plus I saw just a general willingness to play. Like um, he, like, again, it's like, look at his whole life story. He told a story about like when they were on set um, for Star Wars, um, Frank Oz like didn't show up that day and a couple other people didn't show up. And so George turns to him and says, um, and, and he was like, I, th- I guess those people had better things to do. What was I going to oh, do? Right. So I was just on set, right? Like, yeah. I, didn't, I you know, I didn't know what to do with myself. And so he's just on set he jumped and in. they say, yeah, can you, can you play Yoda? He's like, yeah, sure. I'll play Yoda. He played like four characters in one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, he, this guy is a guy that when you say, Hey, do you want to play? He's like, yeah, mm-hmm, I'll play. I'll play. So I saw a lot Agreed, of like, but I, th- I think that's, yeah. that's savior SC at the end of the day, he, he does have savior SC and what savior SC wants is, um, novel experiences. And so yeah. playing multiple people, I think, I think is, is part of that. Cause well, I guess like 
<laughs> see filtering everything through my fi um yeah. i i would totally do that too yeah i guess so yeah. um what i saw with the sleep versus play is obligation to nf understand the why of his feelings understand mm-hmm. the why of his identity before he can go and expend for the tribe see i didn't see that that's the interesting thing for me it felt like he was willing to expend for the tribe before he fully understood what was happening. And a lot of that understanding is happening in the rearview mirror. Like he's already done it. He already had committed. Like it's even to me a bit shocking that he didn't seem to understand the backlash. Like it, it felt like, which number one, the backlash is like this big NI concept that he blamed for like everything. Yes. (laughs) I can't, if I had a quarter for every time he said the backlash, (laughs) it like met, it's this whole thing. Uh, but anyway, it was like, how can you not, it, it, it just felt a lot like he was just missing. Well, shoot, now I'm almost talking myself into uh, sleep above play because I'm like, he's missing the external world because he's not, he couldn't, he couldn't see how that character could be perceived as racist, Maybe. as a stereotype, as a bad well, thing. Like he didn't, he did not, he really didn't think, or, or at least if I'm taking him at his, at his word in, yeah, these, yeah. in these things, right? It really, he was like, look, I'm from the Caribbean. That's a dialect. Like he get he got super punchy on that. That was yeah. another sort of decider thing to me. But, you know, he's like, you know, this is my culture. And like, that's a dialect. And the Gungans, that's a dialect. And people didn't get that. And I'm just like, no, no, people didn't get that. It seems super racist to us. What are you talking about? Well, I think what, like, the, the one place where I saw, like, a point for the decider column is that when he talked about how when you're taking on a role in, like, more traditional acting, um, there's a separation between the self and the character that you're playing. Whereas yeah. with Jar Jar, he on more than one occasion said that no this was me that by attacking jar jar they were attacking him because he brought so much of himself into the character and into the role Mm -hmm. and he wasn't able to separate those two things and so any attacks on jar jar felt like direct attacks against him so so i wrote down a quote in my play above sleep uh thing and i'm curious on how you took this or how you would take this so he said I have no problem getting on stage and doing plays. The problem I'm having is autobiographical. And so to me, that was like saying, I have no trouble playing for the tribe, doing for the tribe, being out there. But what I have a problem for is understanding myself, which I thought was very interesting for an IP to think that. So how do you take that? (laughs) Um, I would take that as I have no problem with SC. I struggle with NI. So if you give me the stuff, I have no problem with it. Figuring out the why for myself, that's where I struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the why for yourself is sleep. Yeah. And I mean, like, well, I, I think that the question is, like, I struggle with my NF sleep, right? But I'm obligated to it. I can't move forward until, like, where my tidal waves come from is when something happens and flips my life upside down. And I have to go into SFNF, SFNF, consume sleep over and over and over again until I have NF figured out why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And I think... It's arguable that the past 20 years, that's what he's been doing and why he hasn't been like he talks about how he um, like his career completely stalled after all the Jar Jar Banks backlash. Um, And I think that's part of that is because he he's still making sense of it. And his one man play is is processing that through, but also like 
there is an element of, I think, because of that double masculine with in my type, the double masculine S-E-T-E. Jesus, as I keep talking about myself and my type and like hearing him and how much he <laughs> talked about himself, I'm like, oh, my God, is that what I sound like? <laughs> um, but that that external world is double masculine, right? Yes. And so I also very much feel the need that when I have an NF, like, oh, my God, or NT, oh, my God, whenever I have an NI, I have to go and share it. And, and and like Dave and Shannon talk about that being a savior blast thing, but I have, you know, activated blast, but I still get very like, oh my God, look at this NI conclusion I made. Let me go share it to my closest people or the camera, whatever it is. Like that's part of what my Veritasarum channel is. It's mm-hmm. like, it's me sleeping out loud mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah, I just, it's, this one is, this is a toughie because I like, in my mind, he spent the last 20 years just falling into play because he just was like, all right, I'm just oh. going to do the directing because he got into directing and music and, and so trying forth. all the like, things, trying all the things, yeah. you know. And so it's like, what is the difference then between SE and play? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. it is an interesting question between between I'll say SE consume, SEFI consume and SETE play. Like, where is that? Line? line yes and i think um i don't on the, on that front i don't agree with dave and shannon's definitions completely um i especially with se it, it is mm-hmm. a lot of gathering from the tribe and they call that play mm-hmm. um but i how i have differentiated it with you know save your consume but play last is am i gathering for myself or am i gathering for the tribe okay and very often i will be gathering for myself like yeah. 90% of the time when I'm gathering, I'm gathering for myself and the tribe can just like, oh, yeah, if the tribe can use this, great. But if not, whatever. Um, yeah. And even though I will expend energy, like when I met Dave and Shannon for the first time, I drove up to Portland. That was a 12 hour drive, literally expending yeah. a lot of energy. Um, yeah. And to me, that was like, well, yeah, no brainer because but it was for my FI. It wasn't for TE. Got it. You know, that's that's the interesting thing. Yeah. So like, I mean, with that construct. Well, and and in general, I didn't feel like I put him as sleep last, but not because he sucks at sleep or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like it wasn't. I mean, he's also I mean, in his forties, right? So he right. He's, got he's at sleep. that stage. It might be last or active or savior, yeah. but he's got it. Yeah, yeah. And so this is this is one of these areas where the the way that the animals are like the way they're constructed sometimes things look like a bigger like a bigger difference than they are because you know you have to have an information animal and an energy animal as a savior right so even though maybe i think his play and sleep are close um they end up further further apart, apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah agreed and yeah. it is interesting that w- either way we both got him as consume lead and blast activated yes and then- yes and that's where i was gonna go next yeah yeah because Um, the, so we were talking in our, so this is the first episode that we have recorded since we did our typing retrospective. And so I, I tried to approach it with the questions, this or that. And there was the uh, energy question that we had talked about. So I will sacrifice obscene amounts of energy to get at the information yes. or I will sacrifice obscene yes. amounts of information to preserve energy. Energy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And for him, he's definitely about the information. He doesn't care about absolutely. his energy expenditure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. 
And for me, uh, like I like I mentioned earlier, the, the very first thing I saw, I think it was one of those, I think it was a YouTube uh, interview with this guy, Jamie something. Um, I was just like, oh my God, this dude has blast. Because you ask him a question and he goes into like a teaching yeah, thing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not missing blast. And it is, no. like you said, it is a very clear blast. And and similar to us, I feel like it's more likely an activated demon because he also doesn't railroad people with his blast. Like in his own podcast, he's he's quiet for a lot of it. He's quiet. He consumes for, quite a bit, yeah. He consumes quite a bit. Like he will take in and take in and take in. It has no problem doing that. But once you ask him a question and, and his he's already sort of, you know, processed it, he's very comfortable going yep. into very the whole true. thing. <laughs> um, this is actually similar to, you know typing me trying to type Luis and you know when I finally sort of paid attention to just him monologuing I had him make a typing video this is so corny but I had to (laughs) and like when you get him on his own like he does that too like nobody asked for this lesson but here you go I'm gonna (laughs) tell you all about this and it's that's that like activated blast like we will eventually it's not our first thing you know we're not right lead blast. we won't fly by the seat of our pants when we're blasting but if it's on something we have consumed on and we feel like we have permission to blast we're really good at the blasting exactly and that was exactly the feel i got from him so yeah you're right we both we both had it as activated um and and i think I have, even the star wars celebration video i was like timing it just as a guy goes a jokey thing of like he was asked a question at like the 11:35 mark and then he talked for like a good 2 minutes after it was it was like what can the tribe take from jar jar which actually maybe we should cut that bit into this this would be cool um because they said you know what should fans take from the jar jar character and then mm. he goes into this like thing that to me was so decider by the way too because oh, he's like you know, I the way I portrayed this character, the way that I did it is to show that Jar Jar is always there for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, how sweet. <laughs> but at the same oh, time, I know like, which one you're talking about. Yeah, he yeah, did yeah. go on like a whole like he lesson did, didn't to he? get to that conclusion. Yeah, loyalty yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I may for the audio version of this, if you're watching this on YouTube, I mean, probably not. But <laughs> I, I really want and I think maybe we'll put a I'll link. Ping I'll ping Dave and Shannon. I really want more clarity on double observing, which is why, like, yesterday when I uh, so I sent you a question yesterday, I'm like, so how do you tell the difference between double observing? <laughs> like, because double deciding is really easy. Like, okay, so yeah. when they're talking about the tribe, can they go yeah. back and forth really easily? I feel yeah. like that's easy to spot and has a clear sensory definition. Yeah. But double observing is like... I don't have a clear sensory idea of what going back and forth between chaos and control looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, both it's, it's all really tricky because even an IP can double decide. Um, you well, know, yeah. Anyone they can. can. Yeah. Anyone can. But what to me, where, where I came down as decider on him was more like if you watched his Basically. energy state, it was more of a, it was more yeah. kind of Spikes. that, um, yeah, the, the lie detecting stuff that I've been really trying to focus on is like, what it felt think? like, it felt like control and gather were a baseline, but decidery things were a spike of some kind, mm. <laughs> either up or down. You know, it wasn't always clear, but like, yeah, you, yeah. Um, okay. Modalities. Yeah, you modalities. So, yeah. So yeah. I could see, I could see audio. I, I was back and forth between audio and kinesthetic. And the reason I landed on masculine tribe is because I saw feminine FI. I saw his FI really, really struggling against an immovable tribe 
and I saw his FI, even though it's a savior, and I saw his FI really movable. Like he was not, um, there was more than one occasion where he cried on camera and where he allowed himself to cry on camera as he was talking about a particular um, uh, emotional moment that, and he was okay being moved that way, sharing yes. it, and that was happening in a very natural way. Um, so that's the main reason why I landed on masculine tribe, but I, I could very much see a feminine tribe as well. Yeah, I and I guess I was <clears throat> very similar. Uh, I, I actually wrote down in my notes, could be double masculine with double feminine saviors. His FI seems feminine. So like, I, yeah. I hear you. He did, his FI certainly seemed feminine. So I went with MF way more just on kind of on feel but yeah, i could yeah, see yeah. he he just didn't have that like double masculine punch of like you know yeah. as much i mean occasionally no, he it did come out yeah occasionally it would come out like there was one of them where he says something i think it was he was talking about the jamaican stereotypes and how he's caribbean and, and this and this and this and then finally he's like that was offensive to me you know like he he does finally Mm, yeah and it's strong but even then it was kind of like it wasn't that bad <laughs> you know it, it, yeah. it, it didn't feel yeah which uh, yeah um so so i could see i could see that plus like and this is purely anecdotal this is based on nothing um but you know he's a, a musician and everything yeah. and like you know so i kind was of thinking about yeah so so yeah. not demon audio yeah, not demon audio. Not demon but audio. But then again, he's also a dancer, right? I mean, he they found him in Stomp, which was a right. Was a very but I think that's a very masculine sensory yeah, thing. That's, a, that's yeah. That's well, the that's main true. reason I went with masculine sensory is because of that desire to like act yep. upon the world. Yes, the 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 sensory. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, a lot of and I guess this is another reason why I, I sort of landed more on the decider front is I. You know, I have experience with you and there's some others in the class who have masculine SE as a lead savior. Mm-hmm. And you guys tend to be a little bit more punchy on the sensory than he was. <laughs> like, that's true. You want to nail that sensory down. And he didn't have that. So yeah, even me, I was like. None of his modalities were out were of. in your face. Wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it wasn't uneven. And so that's Thank where you. I was like, well, um. I'm saying masculine sensory mostly based on his performances and his, you know, his, his, what he's done for his whole life, like more based on his life story. I'm not seeing, like, if, if I didn't know all that and I was just listening to this person talk and stuff like that, I'm not sure I would have said masculine SE. You yes, know what I mean? Like yes, he didn't, I agree. he didn't have that masculine SE talk that, that I've seen with, um, and I've got masculine sensory and I can get kind of punchy. Mine's like I SI, so it's like a little anything needle. too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which might be another argument for having sleep a little bit higher. Because sometimes with folks with high sleep, you don't get a whole lot. Because so much is happening internally. They don't put as much out. Um, I feel like I punch a decent bit. You do. You do. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's also... Well, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it would have been great to get a video of him riled up never really got that um, i no. got uh, most of the content i saw of him was him either in blast mode or him in sleep mode mm-hmm. right um not very much content on consume there was like a little snippet of play here or there yeah a little snippet of play the consume to me you're right like not a direct experience of it it was more like 
it was clear that he had consumed. Yeah, yeah, know? Like, he knew, he, he, he didn't have that was know-it-all. was by consume. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah. he didn't have that know-it-all effect at all. Like, it was clear that he takes in information and seeks to understand it and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um... Yeah, so he was fun. <laughs> so, so you, I don't, you never quite said what was the type you arrived on this morning. Oh, it was. Um, I switched to FI and the TE, so TESE. T- ah, okay. But I was like, oh, it never felt right. It didn't. I'm yeah, sorry. and and that would be like play, Shan. consume, blast, sleep. Then yeah, yeah that would be, be my yeah, like oh, audio no. version of Shan. Like in that well, area, sort of in that area, yeah. yeah. And and so I looked at a couple of those people too, and I was like, oh no, he doesn't have that energy. No. Especially no. If, if we're sitting here even talking about double masculine, he didn't have the double masculine lead st. I mean, that would be in your face. Oh, and that's the other thing. <laughs> so, I very much got a mope vibe from him. Me too. That was the like the first <laughs> thing like before I actually sat down to type him like months a month ago or whenever you sent me a video is like hey why don't we do this guy the first thing that smacked me in the face was consume sleep mope or sleep consume mope vibe he has those sleep eyes yeah you know those like he does so i mean i i you know yeah (laughs) and like yeah his like his look like if you just do the looks like game which you know we don't do but he has the look of to me an ip would save your sleep somewhere Yeah, yeah like a mope like a mopey ip yeah, he's got oodles yeah. of DI going on. Yeah, which, which is, I love. <laughs> which is so that's why I was like, I love you if you really got masculine FI. <laughs> well, that's what I was like wondering about in terms of um, if if that's not the reason why we both saw potentially masculine FI was because of the oodles of FI happening. Yes, the oodles of FI. Yeah, <laughs> oodles of FI. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. Uh, you know, my animal is attracted to strong introverted deciders, right? Because right. I'm, uh, that's like my demon. And I'm always like, you go <laughs> out there with your introverted decider. You know, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So then what else is, uh, I think we went through. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we didn't talk about his axes. We both agreed. We agreed on his axes. Both. The decider and the observer axes. I talked a little bit about the possibility of S I N E. Um, neither one of us said T I F E. Both Chloe and me are like obsessed with S I as a hobby. Mm. Like, hate the yeah. obligation for it, but like, she has a video on like, or, or a couple of videos on uh, closed CD, like yeah. ha- her organizational yeah. system. And yeah. I've been organizing my sensory since I was like a teenager. I'm yeah. a very organized person um, of <laughs> yeah. my of my sensory. And I think that's because of that double activated NI. And if I can organize my sensory, then I can SE more because I'll know what's new mm-hmm. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so I can see that or, or yeah. like a case that for that, tendency. I guess. Yeah. 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 I think also where I was going with any is he... At, at first, like I said, like this was kind of like some of the first things that are hitting me that I like to kind of get out of the way. But mm-hmm. he seemed okay with a variety of strange ideas and stuff. Yes. Like, and you know, futurism. it wasn't it's as a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that stuff didn't seem to be like a problem to him. And I was like, oh, is this, is that any? But then like the more you watch him, the more you're like, no, that's not any. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. Um, a case for an observer. His main fa- fascination is with N.I., I feel like there's no fascination with TE. That TE is kind of like, eh. 
whatever. Yeah. But yeah. the fascination is, oh my god, give me the NI theories of the future. Give me the it's NI true. for this. Hey, yeah, I totally plan all the details of my day. My wife is the chaotic one. Like, right. all that <laughs> fascination with that. Th- That's true. That yeah. big pull that he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then neither one of us uh, said T-I-F-E. I was a little bit afraid that you might come back with F-E somewhere in there. Because he does talk about, like, I want to do stuff that people will like. But it's definitely from a perspective of, like, what do I like? Yes. How can I make you yes. feel what I feel? Yeah. And it's <laughs> and it's very much um, uh, uh, coming from a place of, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much coming from that place. And I actually think, um, I was thinking about this. Um, I think Save Your Feminine F-I can be very effy. Mm. Um, I, I can see how those two could get confused, and I bet you he has easier access to faking F.E. than... Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another person who doesn't have it might. Yeah, that's another reason why, like, yeah, having T.E. at the top would not be... That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> so yeah. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, human needs trumping functions and thinking, was he actually EJ. tribe or... So that's where... Killing himself for the tribe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So decider. He's killing himself to get the tribe's approval because it's not a natural thing for him to do. Because he's always checking with himself first and then the tribe. So he's constantly, like, begging for tribe's approval because it's killing him that he doesn't have it, but he will not budge from his obligation to himself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) God, this is like watching him in his tidal (laughs) ways and all that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is this what I'm... Oh, anyway... Yeah, fun times. <laughs> we need to. So, anyway, we need to switch up. Like, we need to find someone who's really out of our wheelhouse. We've had a lot of people who are on these axes. Our axes. Yeah, yeah we've yeah, had we quite a few people. We so LeBron was se. Mm-hmm. Um, there was somebody. Uh, well, um, F I S C N I maybe Lauren. Mm-hmm. We should switch it up. Well, yeah, yeah I don't know something. how. I, I I think I know well, somebody yeah. who could be an ENFP at least. Mm-hmm. Oops, spoiler. I won't tell you who <laughs> well, I'm it's thinking okay. of, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we'll have some vibe, people. at least. Yeah. I, I think I want to find somebody who I don't like. Yeah. And I want to well, see what comes out. Well, and this is where, so I have a person I'm thinking of, but then also my husband, who's super into, like, watchmaking, he oh, has this right. YouTuber that does, like, just live streams, and I'm like, I would never watch this. So <laughs> maybe this would be a good one for us to do, because, yeah, it's, like, outside of my wheelhouse, and so yeah. I watched a couple of them, and I'm like, oh, I think I see why you like this. If I'm right about your type, I think I see why you like this. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, cool. Um, Anything else that we want to talk about with him? No. I mean, I am... I, I, I quite liked him. Um, I really wish him luck. Me um, too. With his I'm so one glad man you show. Found, I'm so yeah. glad you found that Star Wars Celebration one. I checked it out this morning. Because yeah. um, that was like a week ago, you know? Yeah, that was very was recent. Like, and to see him, I don't know, like I was like, in, you know, my FI is movable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was really him nice with, like, to see him getting The little love. gun and he's like shooting off like, you know, t-shirts and stuff and the fans. I'm like, oh, I'm mad you're no longer like just field like, notes in your yeah 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 it's been 20 years in your room but with people your, love you, you know, yeah with your motorcycle behind and, and you like you know before the, the jar jar snokes theory and all of that um i before i was kind of like eh, whatever but now i kind of really want it to be true because i want him like to get some some credit and and he really did do he he pioneered motion capture and he's never given any of that credit 
All that credit goes to... Andy I forgot Circus. his name already. <laughs> Andy Circus. So, see, Andy this Circus. is what lack of decider looks like. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Thingifying oh, yeah, everything. Want to share your thoughts? If you did uh, take a look at Ahmed, you know, let us know what you think. You can do so on the Objectively Type subreddit. There will be a link in the show notes. Um, we'll also post our upcoming episode topic if you'd like to try typing along with us. So thanks for listening to Objectively Typed with Evelyn. And Rasavia. And until next time, bye. And if you can look back 20 years later or, and, and think now, if there was one takeaway you would like people to take from the Jar Jar character, what would it be? Well, um, here's how I always played Jar Jar and I always thought about Jar Jar. And even through all that he has been in through the movies, you know, and even with the new fan theories. Um, <laughs> Which I wholeheartedly subscribe that, to. Oh, that's some good that, reading. Um, may or may not be true. I can't confirm or deny. He's the key to everything. Um, but the thing about Jar Jar that I think um, really resonates with me um, and really was how I played the character was the fact that regardless of everything that he's been through, regardless of who he's with, where he is or decisions that he's made, he'll never let you down. And as you watch the movies and each scene that Jar Jar's in, Jar Jar is just making everyone know and everyone believe that regardless of what you say to him, what you do with him, he will always be there for you and he'll never let you down. Yeah.